Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What's wrong with you? What's going on, everybody, and welcome to The Reformatory, the podcast for the local church and by the local church. I'm one of your hosts, Josh Loftus, and I'm here with my dapper, debonair <laughs> co-host, Jack Berry. Uh, I'm wearing a hat and a, and, a, and a fourth and a quarter zip sleeve here, I'm sir. trying to hype you up, man. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to, you know... Trying to put a smile on your face. <laughs> True. I don't know what happened, but before we were talking, uh, my mic just like blew out or something. We were having some tech difficulties, went. man. Yeah. It happens. It happens. It does. Okay. It does happen. I think we got it sorted. Otherwise, so. we'll be recording this again <laughs> at like 10 o'clock <laughs> tonight. Right. Pretty much. Absolutely. Jack, how are you, my guy? Doing well, man. Doing Good. well. Just Good. Uh, hammering away at a bunch of different things. Okay. So, fun stuff. But yeah, I get I, I get that. I am in the uh, I am in the throes of trying to trying to make a move up north happen. Yeah, I really want to move up north. I think I've talked about this before, but like mm-hmm. you know, with that comes like a job and you know employment and stuff like that. So trying to figure out a way to make that happen. Um, yeah. But we really want to get up north and get out of the Everett area if we can. And mm-hmm. uh, there's lots of jobs out there. It's just uh, finding the right one. That's that's the thing. That's the thing. I might be knocking yeah. at your door asking, "Hey, Jack, any more uh, any more management jobs there at Herc?" <laughs> uh, you never know, dude. You hey, never know. Let's talk. Let's talk shop after, right? Let's yeah, yeah exactly. Let's do it. Um, yeah, man. Uh, oh man, I feel like I had something. Oh yeah. Okay, so I put out on Twitter today. I was like, "Hey, we're recording <laughs> in an hour. What should we talk about?" Right? And yeah, it it's it's cool seeing like all the responses that that we get right um but one of one of the one of the weirder ones came from uh, keith 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 mayer meyer mayer not sure i think it's meyer keith meyer he's like hey you guys should talk about crazy 1980s costumes 
Should talk about like 1980s. What was it? Hard candies. Yeah, 1680s hard candies. 1680s hard candies. <laughs> he was he was on the 1680s kick. I'm on like, Twitter. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dude, he was on it. I don't know why he, he was the... going 1680s, but whatever, man. Hey, you know what? I don't even know if like I feel like hard candy. I feel like hard candies in the 1960s was just like like a clean rock. That you found and you just sucked on for a while, you know, it was a little. I mean, salty. you're also you're also talking about the 1680s. Like, <laughs> you just had a sh- like like a sugar rock. Yeah, like that's, literally that's all, a rock like a sugar that cube. had sugar on it. Yeah, yeah. The things that, <laughs> things that you give horses now. That's that's all you had. You had some honey, like like it dripped on a piece of wood, and you just yeah. sucked on it for a couple hours. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so, dude, before we, uh, uh, oh, and we actually had one more. Well, we, we had a couple more, but I want to shout out. Uh, want to shout out Caleb, Caleb Fleming. Uh, oh, dude, what an awesome name! Strong name, mm. Caleb Fleming. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Anyway, he, he he says, "I want you guys to talk about Jesus." <laughs> and then I was like, okay. And then That's he commented, and then he commented under and cigars, cigars and Jesus. I'm like, oh, okay, that well, we can do. Yeah, yeah, we can do. That. So Caleb Fleming, in or in honor of you. Uh, new listener to the Reformatory. Mm. Uh, new listener, so welcome, new listener. Yeah. Uh, we're going to uh, hop into our second. I don't say week annual two. because it's it's it, no. it happens every week. Yeah. But our second uh, edition, if you will, of the Reformatory's Cigar of the Week. Yes. So I'm going to throw it over to Jack. Jack, what's our Cigar of the Week this week, my friend? Let's see. I'm trying to remember what we had last week. We had the, uh, uh, it was one with a star on it. I'm trying to remember the name. Oh, uh, the Stillwell uh, the, star. The, the, the Stillwell, yep. yep. That's so what it was. we, so that is a East Coast, so that is Dunburton Tobacco and Trust, which is an East Coast company. We're yep. taking it over to our area of the because woods, the, West the West Coast, Coast got something to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, to to Mormon land <laughs> and, oh, the most okay. un, well. and the most unorthodox place that you would find cigars. Um, we are going with apostate, so apostate cigars. Hey, um, I mean it fits two, the it fits Mormon land. It fits the, the name. <laughs> well, I mean they're branding. They're ban- they spelled apostate with all these different Mormon symbology yeah, and everything yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. And all of their cigar names are from Mormon symbology. Sure, sure. I'm pretty sure how they came up with that name is because the founders were Mormon, and then somebody found out that they smoked cigars and they got kicked out of the church. <laughs> it was either I that think or if, coffee. I, yeah. I think if I, if I remember correctly, that's how the story goes. That's right. But um, the cigar of the week is the Deseret, which is the Maduro and the Robusto Vitola size. Um, really good, um, solid construction, solid burn. Um, you're not going to get any, uh, what we call canoeing, um, going on. So canoeing is when like you light it and part of the cigar wrapper burns more on one side than the other. Yep. You got to just comes out uneven. Fix it up with that lighter. Yeah. So Jack, Jack are you get- as random question? Are you as like particular as i am when it comes to canoeing yeah like i I, am i am ocd as as all get out when it comes to that making sure that the burn is as straight as possible yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty um aggro okay ocd about i just want to make sure that wasn't just the rate of burn around the cigar the circumference of it i'll see guys at the lounge that have like an inch long canoe going and i'm like i I can't i can't look at you 
I can't even look at it. I, I would be at that point, like, I would put a lighter up to the cigar, like, let me fix this for you right now. <laughs> I'm just, I'm grabbing a pair terrible. of scissors and cutting this it off and be like, you're done. Yeah, you're yeah, done. You're cut off. Okay. Sorry, Jack. Continue. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, no, it, good, good burn, good construction on it. Um, tasting flavors. I mean, you're going to get anywhere from like coffee to kind of woodsy, uh, earthy tones and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I would honestly, I would pair this with like some sort of coffee in the morning. That's just my opinion on it. Um, but it is a very good. I think I said um, the tobacconist and I were talking about this when I smoked it. But I think I said I gave it at like a ninety-five rating. Okay. And okay. you said you said somebody else rated it like a ninety-six or something like those. Stogie Press gave it yeah. a 96, right? So with the uh, Desiree, I'm going to come in with a, with some of the some of the technical jargon here. Yeah, it was released in 2021, so it's only a year old. So yeah, so, so, very it's, newer so, so it's a blend. new cigar. Um, uh, country of origins, the Dominican Republic, right? So you're going to get a Mexican San Andres wrapper. Right, mm. which is good. The binder is going to be a Dominican, but you said it wasn't just Dominican; it was, it was Cuban, Cuban seed, seed Dominican, right? Yeah. And then the filler is going to be a mix of Domi- of that Cuban seed uh, Dominican with some Nicaraguan in there as well. Which I'm a big fan of the Nicaraguan fillers. I think it, it, it's my personal favorite. Um, so anytime Nicaraguan's in there, I'm I'm, I'm a big fan. So um, it's going to be a a more medium to full bodied smoke. So make sure. Mm. Um, if you're not used to smoking that kind of stuff that you've either had a meal before or you're enjoying yeah. it with like a, like Jack said, you can enjoy it with a coffee or coffee I, I, and a couple of sugars in there should do you fine. I, I enjoy okay enjoying them uh, with like a Coca-Cola, um, or a cheer wine. If you're somewhere where oh. you can get those because cheer wine's amazing, <laughs> but yeah, it is the, uh, the apostate cigar Deseret in the Robusto. Uh, the biggest, the stick. biggest thing that some people who are not used to smoking cigars, who are worried about turning green, yeah, make sure that you, if you're afraid of that, like, and you're having like coffee, just put like a couple sugars in your coffee, yeah, because yep. that, because the biggest thing to combat against what we call like tobacco poisoning, quote unquote, is sugar. Yeah, and so if you have some sugar in your system and are just sipping on something that's maybe a little bit more sugary. You're going to be fine. So there we go. Anyway. All right. That is the second cigar yes, cigar of the week by the Reformatory. Go and smoke to the glory of God. Yes, sir. All right, Jack. So we've got a topic today. <laughs> this one was actually a yes. listener requested topic. We are going... Uh, we're going... On the other side of the world for this. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Is it on the other side? Of, is Where's New Zealand? I know where New Zealand it's is. It's, on the, it's other, on the other side of the world, world. right? <laughs> we're going all the way over to New Zealand. We're going uh, We're going to go uh, way over there to the land of Lord of the Rings, the land of hobbits, the land mm. of delicious pipeweed, um, and kiwis. Not the fruit, yeah. but the people. We have a And listener, the animal, and right? The, Oh, oh, it's an an, is an an, is it an animal it's too? It's like a little. It looks like a little uh, road, like a a cross between a chick and a road runner, or something oh, like that. I or didn't like know a, that. A, a, and they call a them flightless kiwis? humming a flightless hummingbird, if you will. A flightless hummingbird, <laughs> and that's what it looks like. That's adorable. Anyway, <laughs> Jono McFarlane, good yes. guy. 
Yes. Uh, he's uh, we interact with him on Twitter, and he sent me a message uh, asking us to cover this. And I think it's a really great topic, and I think uh, it is a good topic for Jack and I to talk about today. What we're going to talk about is the mentality that some local and I and I've experienced this personally, but it's the mentality that some local churches have uh, when it comes to the Lord's Day service that mm-hmm. the sermon that's being preached on the Lord's Day is is too technical, too theological, too um, intellectually elevated for the children and the youth of the church to, to actually appreciate and to engage with. And therefore, we have to have separate services for the adults, for the kids, for the youth, uh, you know, and, and in youth, I'm including teenagers, right? Like up through senior of high school, right? Yeah. Um, and that we need to have separate services for them and for ba- basically almost every every age demographic in the church, almost, mm-hmm. uh, due to the sermon being, you know, too, too technical, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to dive into this because I definitely have my, my thoughts on it. I'm sure Jack does as well. Um, and I want to just kind of talk about what what we think of just that mentality in in the first place, and then also some perhaps ways that we some alternative means that perhaps we would encourage to uh, encourage a more unified local church uh, experience on the Lord's Day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I can start because Jack's over there. He, Jack's over there texting. No, I'm that better at, be your looking, wife, or that no. better be you better be sharing the gospel with somebody. Uh, no, I'm looking at the sixteen and nine. Just oh, look I at you going to the going to the source. Look at you. You're gonna. I'm gonna say something. And you're gonna be like, <laughs> well, actually, the sixteen and nine no, says this. I'm not. That's doing exactly that. no. Okay. I'm not so doing that. I, I'll. You know what? I, I don't like beating around the bush. I'm gonna put my cards on the table. Mm. I am not personally. I'm not a fan of the segregated or or split up services. I I am a very large proponent of families being together, youth being being with with their family, and everybody worshiping together on the Lord's Day as a unified corporate body. Mm-hmm. That's what I like, and and I, I I believe there's biblical precedence for that. I believe that is something that should be encouraged and something that should be fostered because of the benefits that come with that, right? And now, I, again, I'm not going to go so far as to say that churches that have Sunday school or have separate services, they're they're in sin or anything like that. This isn't pulpit and pen. This isn't oh, like gosh. Jack and I. Jack and I aren't aren't <laughs> going to be going crazy like that. But yeah. you know, we do think some things are best practice, and it doesn't mean that people that don't practice those are. Or somehow less than right, um, but when I think about the Lord's Day service, and I think about some of the common arguments that I've heard uh, for why we should be splitting up the kids from the parents, uh, and, and and basically getting everyone under the age of nineteen out of the service before the the sermon starts, right? Um, mm-hmm. I I haven't heard one yet. I haven't heard a reason for it yet. That I that made me think. You know what? You're right. For that reason, we should we should definitely pull the kids out. Now, again, this is just me. Mm-hmm. I I understand having childcare 
um, available for people that want it. I totally get that. There's some families that 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 want to be able to drop their kids off in the nursery, right, and then go go worship together in the Lord's Day. I understand. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen some people who are kind of proponents of that go, I think, too far. And I saw this one guy tweet out that was like, if you're a mom and you're letting your kid cry in service, uh, you're showing no regard for the word of God and you need to be placed under, I don't know if he said church discipline, but, 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 but he said that, that you're not showing honor to your elders or to God. Oh, yikes. Uh, yikes. Dude, I, yeah. that was the worst take I've ever heard yeah. in my life. Yeah. Right? That's not um, good. I am of the, of the camp and, and, and I think, I think there's more of us than we think, especially in reformed them. When I'm preaching, and a kid starts crying or a kid gets fussy or kids do what kids do, right? Because yeah. they're kids. Yeah. It, it doesn't bug me. Yeah. I'm not, I, I've never made a stink. Uh, I don't get distracted. I realize other people might, might, and, and, and it could be a distraction for them. I understand that. But hearing the life of youth <laughs> and, mm. and children in the sanctuary during the Lord's Day service it, it encourages me and it reminds me of, I think, a very important truth that I'm going to die and be forgotten very soon. And there is an entire generation of Christians coming behind me mm-hmm. that God has called me to minister to and to be a source of encouragement and a light to, right? And I think that when we bring our kids into the Lord's Day service, I think we are making a proclamation, and that is we are a united body of believers, right? And if you know, you know, whether whether you're Presbyterian or Baptist, wherever you fall on the whole, like oh boy, whether you're in yeah. the covenant or not, I think <laughs> I think I think the premise is the same. We want to be bringing our kids up in the light of the gospel, right? Sure. And it does sadden me at times when I see a large emphasis put on making sure that the kids are out of the room before the sermon starts. Um, and there's other reasons why that I think we can get into into uh, later. But but that's 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 where I land on it. Again, I'm not going to be a stinker about it. I'm not going to freak out. It's my personal opinion. I'm going to throw it over to Jack, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I want to hear I want to hear where where you're at, my guy. Yeah, I mean, our local church uh, definitely has uh, Sunday school for, I'm trying to remember how old. I don't think it goes, I don't think they go above the age of six or eight. I'm trying yeah. to remember the specific age. So there's we have that, and my wife teaches in that Sunday school uh, time as well, too. And we use the gospel project in that Sunday school, time. which, uh, which, by the way, fantastic curriculum. Yeah, really, yeah. really great. Yeah. So we have that, and then we have a nursery, and then on uh, on Sunday evenings we do um, youth gatherings, and so we have high schoolers, middle schoolers come, and I know that at least several of our members. Um, Put on that kind of ministry, but yeah, I'm not too, I'm not too hard lined with it. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that there's liberty in it. Um, I haven't really come to a a crazy. I can't really find anything on in the in the confession in the in the Second London Baptist Confession on this to really like back up my positioning on it, and so. 
I would say that, yeah, I mean, I'm not opposed to, I mean, we have families that have multiple kids, sometimes even babies, and there has never been uh, a stance in which we've told those mothers or families to get out of the service and go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. Um, we've never had that situation. We've never had the situation which one of my pastors is preaching and they feel thrown off by commotion of some type like that, too. Um, so, yeah, there's there has not been situations like that. And I think that that's partly because we do want to encourage the family to be one unit to a certain dynamic yeah, inside yeah. the Lord's Day service. But it's completely up to that family that we have options for at Sunday school or a nursery or something like that. And so... Well, I think that's really important right yeah. there is that is, is again, because we're not going to be hard nosed on it, right? If you're a sure. church, if you're a church that provides Sunday school for your kids, sure. Cool. Yeah. Right. I would say that I think there needs to be a, I think there needs to be a hard cutoff. Mm-hmm. I think that that would be very beneficial for churches yeah. that do have Sunday school that once you reach this age or this grade, it's expected that you are integrated into the main service, right? Yeah, and, I understand and I, that. And, and I would probably set that age earlier than most people, right? Just mm-hmm. because by the time you're starting to grasp things, I really think you can start even, even at an early age to see, even if you're not paying attention to the sermon, right? Yeah. I think it's beneficial for the kids to look around and see, huh, every Sunday mm-hmm. we are gathering with a bunch of people. Like Sunday's yeah. different. Sunday's yeah. important for some reason, right? Kids are kids are sponges and they're gonna yeah. pick up on a lot more than you think. Right. Yeah, and they will. And and I think I think part of the benefit of integrating them into the Lord's Day service early is that you begin to set that precedence and and that that mentality that Sunday morning is important. Sure. And this yeah. is why it's important, right? It gives you such a opportunity as a parent to lay that lay that foundation for the commitment to the local church in the life of your kids, right? Yeah. Now, on the other end of that, if you're going to do Sunday school, make sure it's not glorified babysitting. Yeah, that's right. That's a huge difference. Yeah. You gotta you, like the discipleship of the kids can't stop, right? Yeah. You got to make sure that you are giving those kids. If you're going to do Sunday school, you've got to give them scripture. You got to give them the Bible. You got to give them the gospel, right? And the gospel yeah. project's a great way to do that. There's also I forget I forget the name of it, but uh, Desiring God puts out a fantastic one. Also, um, I think it's is it is it desiring God for kids or something like that. I, I can't remember, I, but, but it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to make sure that, that if you're going to separate the kids, right. And again, I think it should be, if you're going to do it, I think it should be the really, really young ones. Make sure you're still giving them something of substance. So it's not just showing up. We're going to color and then eat fish crackers. And then the helpers are waiting for the pastor who's going 15 minutes over <laughs> to finish and wrap up his sermon. You know what I'm saying? I saw a meme of that earlier today. <laughs> it's like all the, all the poor, all the poor ch- uh, uh, Sunday school workers. Like he's still preaching. What are you doing, man? <laughs> but are you Baptist? <laughs> 
Uh, the Seahawks are on. Oh no! Oh, don't bring those. Don't don't bring those idols up. Josh. Oh my goodness gracious, dude. Okay, speaking of cringe, did you see that video of Russell Wilson? So I have maintained ever since <laughs> Russell Wilson came to the Seahawks. Now I might live in Washington. I am not a Seahawks fan. I'm a Green Bay Packers fan, which means that I hate the Seahawks okay but, but I mean Russell got traded so now he's in Denver well no, so. I know so yes that's my point but 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 when he got when the entire time Russell has been in the NFL I yeah. have maintained that he is one of the most if not the most cringiest NFL players <laughs> in the world and when he got traded yeah <laughs> it just solidified that in my mind because you know what he did he got okay. traded to the Broncos yeah he bought himself a house, obviously, because he's a yeah. he's rich. He bought himself a little puppy, and he does this little Instagram thing with his like supermodel wife and his puppy, and he's like, "Hey, this is my new puppy, Bronco. Let's ride." <laughs> so apparently, there was. I've never wanted to slap a grown man more in my life. <laughs> apparently, there was a debate on whether his wife married him because of his money. Because they they can't believe what else is there? They can't believe that <laughs> that man, that squarish of a man, that man who is a square. He is a square. Let's face it. Russell Wilson is a square if squares can be. Okay. He's such a nerd. He is and such I, and a I, square. And I'm people. and I'm a nerd too. But it's just. Oh. Anyway, they were they're having a debate on whether his wife's with him because of his money or or something else, and they're just like, I can't. There's like commentators saying like, I can't believe she's with them because that man is a square. Okay. He is a que- grade A square. Question. If you took all the money away, all the houses and Bronco, <laughs> you think she'd be with him? You have like, people no. are with, people are with, I don't know, man, because people are with people for different reasons. And apparently. I still don't know why your wife married you. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently, sir. <laughs> well, we just blown by. Thanks for blowing by that. Yeah. <laughs> there are some people that stick together because they have a deep abiding faith in the Lord Jesus, and somehow they're together because of that. So, what does that have to do with Russell? <laughs> it's a mystery. It's a mystery, like Paul says. Marriage is it's a, mystery. A, mystery. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Oh my goodness gracious! Anyway, that was a tangent for the ages. It was, uh, but so, a good one. Yeah. A good yeah. one. So, yeah. So, uh, Jack, did you have any any more thoughts on that? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it It's going to de- – I think you're right in that you can't just make Sunday school a glorified babysitting job. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think there does need to be a certain age where you need to cap it. I would say probably for me uh, – Are you going to put a number on it? I would put a number on it. Oh, here we go. Okay. I would say I would say at ten years old, but that's just me. What grade are they in at ten? Uh, I think they're in fourth grade. Is that fourth? Okay. Yeah. yeah. If I'm not mistaken, they're at fourth grade, somewhere around there. I think that, and I've, and I mean, I've served kids who are younger than I've served kids who are younger than that communion, who are probably oh, okay. six, seven years old, and they definitely know the gospel. Um, I think part of it is, I don't know. It's part of it is just liberty, liberty of the parents. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yep. but then I think as well too, um, 
some of it sometimes has to do with content. And I think that a lot of our pastors are preaching to mostly a Gen Z audience and above. And so, yeah, you can get lost in, in understanding that, I would say, hmm. to a certain degree. But there are elements of of the sermon that you that pertain to all ages and all ages can understand it if they have abiding faith. And so, yeah, it really does depend sometimes. Um, but I would say that there is a comprehension to a sermon that can be made across all ages and, uh, and across all generations for people um, that you can grasp something and understand it. Yeah. Um, I think it's just trying to play that card right with how you want to serve families, I guess, too, in that situation. Sure. Do I want to serve families in a way that helps steward their kids' understanding from content uh, and disciple them with content uh, that's useful and has a lot of fruit to it? Um, I think that's just adding to it. I guess that's the other thing. How do you view Sunday school sometimes? Do you view it as a, you know, some people could say a separation of it, or could you say you're discipling kids in a, in a particular way to meet them where they're at too. Um, I could see, I could see that argument made being made, but yeah, Uh, I do think there's a debate depending on, you know, okay. Okay. What, what constitutes gathering, right? Sure. Like, um, do we have to be in the same sanctuary is just being in the same building fine. Right. And then kids having their own separate, does that, is that considered a separate gathering? Right. Do the kids need to set up their own elders, um, in in the Sunday school room? (laughs) Oh Lord. Oh Lord. (laughs) Right. Um, but I think something you said is really important. It, it, it comes down, I think one to the discernment of the parents, Mm -hmm. Right. To understand, look, it's your job to disciple your kids. Yeah. Right? It's your job to be bringing them up in the way of the word. Right? And the local church, if the local church is doing what it's supposed to, it's providing you with the means to do so. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, if the parents want to utilize a Sunday school, um, okay, you know, go for it. That's that's totally fine. I I I don't personally have a problem with it, um, yeah. even though it might not be my my preference, right? Um, just make sure that the Sunday school again is doing what it needs to do, right? Yeah. On the other end, I will uh, say that if and and this is kind of piggybacking on what you were saying, Jack. If you are going to have the model where everyone's together, mm-hmm. right? Uh, great, cool. That, that's fine also. Yeah. You that are preaching the word understand that your job is not to be intellectual. It's not to be primarily theological, mm-hmm. even though theology must be present. Yeah. It is to be gospel centered and Jesus glorifying. Yeah. Right. And I think it was Spurgeon. I'm pretty sure it was Spurgeon. I could be wrong. And I'm going to paraphrase the quote. But he said that scripture is designed by God in such a way that it can benefit both the giraffes and the jackasses. (laughs) (laughs) 
right? Yes. That scripture, <laughs> scripture, and and to to piggyback on that quote with another Spurgeon quote, he says, "Scripture, script, no one ever outgrows scripture. It yeah. winds and deepens with age, right? Yeah. And the glorious thing about the gospel, the glorious thing about the Word of God, and the Holy Spirit utilizing the Word of God in the life of the elect, is that it can, it can pierce the heart of a six or seven year old in the most simplistic, glorious way." Yeah. And it can also confound the most learned PhD student that is d- d- digging the depths of theology, right? Knocking on the doors of eternal truths that we won't understand until eternity itself. Yeah. This is the scripture. This is the gospel that we preach, right? Mm-hmm. And it has the ability to do that for everyone, yeah. right? No matter what your age is. So you pastor that is that is preaching it understand the sword that you are wielding and make sure that you are utilizing it in a way that is not just catering toward one demographic of people that you are preaching the entire counsel of god Mm -hmm. right you are preaching the entirety of scripture so that the holy spirit will utilize it in a god glorifying way right so there's responsibility all over the place right and i think that's why it does come down to a it is it is it is a a conscience issue if you want to throw it in that in mm-hmm. where Jack and I I think definitely agree is that if you're in middle school or high school get your butt in the service <laughs> yeah you need to be sitting in the service here <laughs> get your butt in the service yeah. right we're talking about three yeah. four five six year olds maybe right yeah um, like like that's that and I think Jack went possibly even a little higher than I would go which is fine yeah. um, but. Though, yeah, saying that the sermon is too technical, I I don't believe is a good excuse for separating youth that are able to understand and listen. Um, I think there might be some other reasons why you'd want to separate them. We don't need to get into those now. But but <laughs> if you're in middle school and high school, and then upper elementary. Get your button service, sing the songs, listen to the sermon, and understand that this word of God, it is, it's not just for your parents. Mm-hmm. It's not just for those that are in leadership. Mm-hmm. It's for you. Yeah. All right. You are called to the exact same standard that everyone else in that church is. Yes. Very wise words when when you look at it from that angle because you're holding everybody accountable to what the Lord wants in his mm-hmm. word and what he's communicating us to or what he's communicating to us through his word. Yeah. Um, and also in song. I mean, it's fun when you have kids who are singing up in front oh, of dude, you. I love hearing, like, yeah. there's a church up north that, that my wife and I are, are, are most likely going to transition to when we move up there. Yeah. And when I preach up there and they, they, they sing the hymns, those kids know the hymns, man. Yeah, I hear these little kids <laughs> singing at the top of their lungs, man. Great is thy faithfulness, and I'm just like, this is awesome. Yeah, this is great. Those are good this, times. It's yeah. so good, dude. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Well, there we go. Hopefully, we didn't yeah. get in trouble. I don't, I don't know what we, we would have said to get us in trouble. It's no brainer. Get your button, church. Get in there. <laughs> I think everybody can agree on on that level of somehow 
agreeing with us. Well, apparent, apparently but. not. Otherwise, Jonah wouldn't have sent the, <laughs> he wouldn't have requested I, I, it. And yet again, I don't know what's happening in New Zealand. Maybe some weird stuff is happening in New Zealand that we don't know about that he's saying that. So Yeah. Yeah, I well, know. I mean, there's weird stuff happening all over the place, right? But Very true. Love, love your kids enough to teach them the word. And uh, whether a sermon's technical or not, you got to learn. Where yeah. else are you going to want them to learn? Church is the place to learn it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's it's it's the best place to learn it under the supervision of the elders, and with their family there. It's nothing better. It's good. I mm-hmm. love it. I love it. All right. Well, Jack, I think Big the, Eva has sung. So. Has she? Has she sung? Of that, of that, I am aware. Apparently, I think it's time <laughs> to get us out of here. Then, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you appreciate Josh and I's vacillations if you will about the local church ecclesiology about the things of the local church you too can follow us even further on the sociables if you will yes those depraved things called the sociables uh the instantgram the facebook the twitter the little bluebird you can follow us all at the tag at reformatory pod i'm sure in one way or the other now now Elon Musk is saying he's backing out of the deal. What? He's he's backing out of the he's backing out of the Twitter deal. He's backing out. He's he's showing coldness. He's showing cold I don't, feet. I don't know, man. I think I think there's something bigger. He's he's had a few crazy tweets today that you need yeah, to go back and look at. I get yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's happening there. Something about if Twitter doesn't prove that a certain amount of uh, accounts are fake or something like that. Then he's backing oh, out. Oh, then Twitter know. bots. Twitter bot. Anyway, blame Russia. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt, blame Russia. That's I mean, they right. have they have some sort of dude. They have like factories where they just have these things filling up with bots in there. <laughs> you're I, starting I've seen to sound. It. You're I've starting seen to. It. I, I've, seen I've seen it. it. <laughs> I've seen it. It was on sixty minutes. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jack's over here getting like all Alex Jones on me. <laughs> Just, I've seen them. They've got bots in Russia. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you appreciate Jack and I's attempt to most of the time encourage mm. the centrality of the local church and the believer, there are ways that you can support us. Yes. Uh, we have a Patreon. You can hop on over there if you would like. And if you do so, your name shall be hallowed. Hallowed, sir. Hallowed through the halls of this podcast. We appreciate that. You can head on over to reformatorypod.com and get yourself some local church merch. It's good stuff. It looks good. It feels good. It smells good. And you'll be repping your local church and supporting the podcast at the same time. We would really appreciate it. If you are on Apple and Spotify, you can rate this podcast. Get them ratings out. We would appreciate the what'd you call it the triple dime oh the triple nickel the triple nickel that's right that's right five stars five solas for five what what was the what was the other one oh man oh no we should have done our homework (laughs) dude we can't even remember our own catchphrase the triple nickel for something Five stars for five solas for, I don't know, the five doctrines of grace. There you go. Something like that. We would greatly appreciate it, guys. We we appreciate uh, all the support. We appreciate all the comments and the and the suggestions and the interactions we get with you guys. It's, it's a lot of fun. So we're going to end this train wreck of an episode because I think both <laughs> Jack and I are pretty tired. And uh, we will catch you all on the next episode of The Reformatory.